Five o'clock in pirate country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. There you go, Ben. Our own little Delbert. I finally, I finally picked it right, huh? Oh, this is all right. You know that Delbert in the good old days on another station they'd play him at five o'clock, but it was kind of slow. It's kind of bar music right here. Yeah. I told you Ben Dilbert would, would sock you, take a swig of whiskey, a drag off his cigarette, and sock you again. You know? I don't dispute that. Like I said, he's he's wearing a leather jacket here. He's got no shirt under it. His gut's hanging out. So, you know, he's got a lot of guts. He's got a lot of guts. <laughs> you talking jive about Delbert McClinton. I can take him. Well, yeah, because he's 80 now, I would hope. Why would you want to take him? He's 80. Hey, hey, he needs to put his money where his mouth is. Turn it up. These fists don't discriminate. Less less chatter, more Delbert. You know, I made the decision, Ben, here at 501. Our our friend John Moore here at the radio uh, ranch, we have all these different stations and uh, great legendary personalities. And I would put the mayor of Farmville up there with any of them, wouldn't you? He's my guy. John. No, we love John. He's the love best. Him. But he he break it's high octane coffee that, and I'm I'm having a little high octane coffee here to be uh, you know hyped during the show today because it's been a long week. Uh, uh, we're going to be joined by Corey LaJoy, NASCAR driver. The uh, NASCAR Winston, well, it's not Winston Cup anymore. It's the Monster Energy Cup circuit, but we still call it Winston Cup. Uh, but the Cup Series uh, races 3.30 Sunday at, uh, at Darlington. And then uh, Wednesday, uh, a shorter race will be happening at 7.30 at Darlington before they move on to Charlotte next weekend. So Corey LaJoy on to promote that. Uh, Nikki Novak from Fandango is going to be with us. Uh, but a lot of other things to get to before uh, that. Are you ready for it, Ben? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's dive in. Uh, our friend uh, Peter Francia, Dr. Francia from uh, the uh, ECU Center for Survey Research, out with a poll today. I talked to uh, Dr. Francia today, and he's going to come in next week. But uh, there's some interesting takeaways uh, on this. Uh, as it pertains to politics uh, and as it pertains to uh, the handling of the coronavirus outbreak. Um, so I'll read that for you here in a little bit as well. I uh, have some uh, details on this special session ECU Board of Trustees meeting that they're having on uh, on Monday. Apparently, uh, Board of Trustees members at the time will be reviewing uh, the report from the Athletic Sustainability uh, Group. Now, it's important to note here that any any decisions that are made ultimately come from the administration at ECU. The athletic administration 
and the overall administration at the university. Board of Trustees are simply being kept in the loop and will have an, an opportunity to read the report on Monday during that meeting in the afternoon. And we'll bring you some details from that. Hope to bring you some audio from that at the conference call that they'll be having or Zoom call, however that shakes out. Uh, but this is not anything that's going to be decided by members of the board of trustees. And look, there's a lot of things out there right now rolling around as what that uh, as to what that could be and what could be happening. A lot of uh, rumor out there right now. We're trying to track down uh, the best pieces of information for you and uh, not run with uh, rumor and innuendo. Uh, so uh, the reflector, I guess, uh, the, the Pitt County Health Director saying regionally, Things could open, and the, nice for the reflector to get in on the party. That was only said uh, over a week ago uh, by Dr. Silvernail. But uh, it takes me back to the ECU survey research poll. North Carolina voters split on Trump's handling of the coronavirus outbreak nationally. This blows my mind, and, I, and this is where we got to get into this with Peter. Two out of three in this survey approve of Governor Cooper's. Handling of the coronavirus outbreak in North Carolina. Wow. With that said, more than half of registered voters in North Carolina are worried about their finances due to the coronavirus. But partisan divisions exist over measures to keep business activities restricted and over sources of information and trust about the coronavirus. This is a, a crazy uh, poll. It's starting to get some traction. A lot of reasons it's starting to get some traction nationally uh, because Peter and his group do such a fine job. Uh, they're always uh, correct. They picked uh, Biden beating Bernie Sanders in North Carolina in the primary when everybody else had Sanders winning. Uh, Trump uh, in this poll leads Biden by three points in North Carolina. I think that's the first poll to have Trump leading Biden in the state. Uh, Tom Tillis, the Cal Cunningham race is a virtual tie. And then uh, our guy, Governor Cooper, leads uh, Dan Forrest. 51 to 36, so a 15-point lead. Again, what we'll have uh, Peter on next week, uh, I think, uh, and I'm pretty sure uh, they'll have him on uh, some of our other talk shows down the hall. Uh, but I just thought that was interesting. It's interesting to me that Cooper uh, does have such a big lead, and two-thirds of North Carolinians are satisfied with the job he's done in this whole situation here with uh, – basically shutting North Carolina down, yet they're all concerned about their finances as they should be because there's so many things right now you just don't know what's going to happen. And uh, right now we're, in, we're just in a, a bad spot because of an inability to follow the numbers and, and open businesses back up across eastern uh, Carolina, do so regionally, and the East should be open. All right, we're going to, uh, well, this, this leads into the Dave Portnoy rant. Uh, if you don't know who Dave Portnoy is, Barstool Sports, and uh, he, Barstool is not a favorite of the SJW uh, sports media crowd. They hate him. Uh, but Portnoy, a couple of days ago, went on this uh, somewhat epic rant. Now, he's up in New York, and uh, the, we'll, we'll let this go. It's pretty lengthy. If, if we need to get out of it, we will. But this was Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports uh, ranting about what we've all been talking about, and that is uh, government, people in charge, 
constantly moving the goalpost when it comes to uh, what we need to do to get the economy back and reopen. Hit it. When did this become flatten the curve, flatten the curve, flatten the curve to we have to find a cure or everyone's going to die? Like Fauci. Seems like a nice enough dude. I've always been a guy, no agenda. Looks like he could be maybe the grandfather in Wedding Crashers. Gets in front of the Senate. He's like, we reopen the country too quick. Everyone's dead. Where'd that come from? And the LA mayor. We're not opening the city till we find a cure? What? Find a cure? Who says we're going to find a cure? We haven't found a cure to cancer. Took AIDS 20 years or whatever. Do we even have a cure? So the economy just shut down? All we've heard forever, flatten the curve, flatten the curve, make sure this hospital beds, we're there. Now all of a sudden it's like a 180. People have been mentally preparing, we're doing what you ask. We've done exactly what you said. Now you're changing the rules. And some states are open, some close. LA shutting down, New York shutting down, Arizona's opening, Florida's opening. Seems along political lines, what is going on? And what about people own businesses? You can't stay closed indefinitely. Imagine working for like a year, five years, 10 years, two decades, grinding your fingers to the bone to build the business. People have jobs who've worked their whole lives off to put food on the table, create a happy living. They're just gonna go out of business. They're gonna wake up whenever this thing ends, whenever uh, the mayors say, oh, you can go back to work. Work to what? Your company's gonna be out of business. If people want to go out, they can go out. If they want to stay in, they stay in. We've done what you've said. You can't just midstream be like, just kidding. We have no chance if you don't let people go outside. This country is going to be donezo. Let me roll the dice and play with Corona, or at least give me the choice. That's all we want. And uh, the social justice uh, warrior types, the keyboard uh, cowboy types uh, on uh, Twitter and sports Twitter in particular, uh, uh, we're, uh, we're just uh, hammering Portnoy there. But I want to go back to April 6th. Uh, the Obama hack, Mandy Cohen, uh, basically says, if we go ahead and open North Carolina, this is April 6th now, 750,000 people will be infected. If we keep the provision, if we keep the measures in place, 250,000 North Carolinians will be infected. You know what the, the number today is of uh, people who have contracted this during the course of the whole thing? Total case numbers. Do you know what it is? What's that? 17,129. 17, 641 deaths. Each one of them is tragic. Of that amount of deaths in the state so far during this whole deal, people who have died uh, from or with COVID-19, 400 approximately uh, in prisons or rest homes. Those tight environments. So two-thirds of the deaths have come under specific kind of circumstances where people are in very close quarters with one another. And uh, we continue to sit here not knowing if on the cuspus of uh, the kickoff to summer and the summer season in North Carolina, where restaurants and a lot of businesses in our state, particularly in the East, make their hay. We have no idea, none whatsoever, uh, if uh, the state will will allow its businesses to be reopened. Uh, let's see here. Baseball. Uh, the former Cy Young winner, Blake Snell, pitches with Tampa Bay, correct? Correct, correct. On Twitch stream, he says he will not play if there's a Major League Baseball season. Here's why. 
I was going to be like, bro, Blake, play for the love of the game, man. What's wrong with you, bro? Money should not be a thing. Bro, I'm risking my life. What do you mean it should not be a thing? It 100% should be a thing. If I'm going to play, I should be getting money I signed to be getting paid. I should not be getting half of what I'm getting paid because the season's cut in half on top of a 33% cut of the half that's already there. So I'm really getting like 25%. On top of that, it's getting taxed. So imagine how much I'm actually making to play. You know what I'm saying? And now I play risking my life. And, and, what, and if I get the Rona, on top of that, if I get the Rona, guess what happens with that? Oh, yeah, that stay, that's in my body forever. That damage is not going to be like the damage that was done to my body. That's going to be there forever. Blake Snell has earned an estimated uh, $6.1 million in his career. Hasn't been at the big league level a long, long time. And he's due some big contracts. One would think if he could continue to pitch. Uh, ben, if you gave me a third of the six million over a, a three or four year period of of, a, of my career, I believe I could have figured out a way to make it to make it last and make it work. Um, look, there's people who have taken pay pay hits, and uh, in this thing, and, and have no choice. And have to work. Now, I understand a contract is a contract. He wants it to be honored. He's certainly within his right to do that. And he's within his right, again, to express himself that he doesn't want to play. I don't think he's endangering himself at the level at which he's saying is a young, healthy athlete. But I don't know. Maybe he's got an asthma we don't know about. Maybe he's got some sort of pre-existing or underlying condition we don't know about. But again, just because he's expressed his opinion doesn't mean he's right. It's not a good look, but I mean, look, the guy, it's, if he doesn't want to do that, that's up to him. But I mean, look no further than how uh, I think our guy, Scotty Pippen, has taken a little bit of a hit with his rep. Some of the things that have come out over the, the course of this last dance thing, the sitting bull deal, Jordan kind of hammering him for not coming back. I mean, the perception can become a little bit of reality. Scotty had the migraine. Scotty even... In the year he was so good and probably could have been the MVP the year Jordan didn't play the whole year. And the Bulls still won 50-some-odd games. There was always this uh, moniker attached to Pippen that he was kind of soft. So this this may haunt Snell for the rest of his life. It may not. It may be a thing that people, you know, use against him. Maybe not. He's certainly within a right to, if that's his, but I, it's it's not a great look when you're saying that and you've earned uh, several million in, in your career. But I, and I would never, I have no idea how he spends his money. I would never tell him how to spend his money. I would never tell him how to save his money. I would just think a guy would be smart enough to, to save his money if he had that much cash. Uh, you're chomping at the bit on the James Harrison thing, aren't you? For sure, for sure. So he says that Mike Tomlin gave him an envelope after a big hit. Could you get it to that part, or is the lead-up on this really? Uh, yeah, kind of get it to that part. I guess he got, did he get suspended? Or got fined, I think, for a hit? Okay, he got fined for a hit, and he claims that Mike Tomlin uh, gave him, quote, an envelope after a big hit. And uh, let me know when you're ready with, with the revised cut there. All right, go ahead and hit that part. The gist thing Mike Tomlin ever did, he handed me an envelope after that. I ain't going right. to say what, but right, right. he handed me an envelope after that. 
All right, there you go. Well, you really did cut it down. So Sean Payton has been upset about this because of Bounty Gate and what have you, and that cost Payton a, a season. Because he's a crybaby. He's a crybaby. Well, look, I'm no Sean Payton fan. The the Bounty Gate thing, certainly. Uh, he's the guy running the show. He's got to know what's going on, right? Yeah, for sure. There's no doubt but about if, that. If the, now, who says? Who knows what was in the envelope, right? Come on, come on. We know what was in the envelope. What could well, it, no, what else don't. could it possibly be? We don't know. Why, would, why would he bring it up? Well, I, I understand that, but you can't prove what was necessarily in the envelope. So that's that's part of this. Now the NFL is going to investigate, and I guess it's all. What, what season did he say this happened, or what year did he say this happened? Yeah, I mean, a while ago, right? Yeah, it was a while back. It was, yeah, it's a he while was still back. On the Steelers. I mean. We forget sure. he had a Patriots run there at the end. So, so I mean, in other words, there's some time, a good, a goodly amount of time that has elapsed between now and then, correct? Yes, that's correct. You got it. So unless either one of them are going to come clean what exactly was in the envelope, you have no way of knowing. I And it just might be, an, you know, a guy, a retired guy talking, talking smack, talking jive. I don't know. I will tell you that from the standpoint of is it, Hypocritical, Peyton probably has a legitimate gripe on that. He probably has a reason to be upset with that. I get it. But I, I do agree with you. Peyton does come across as a guy that it's the guy who gets pulled over speeding and tells the cop, look at all these other people speeding. Why don't you pull them over? Right? I, I just don't like his cheeks. He's got chipmunk cheeks and it <laughs> bothers me. He's always chewing gum on the sidelines of his big cheeks and it bothers me that's, i don't like it a, he's whoops up on the panthers and i just well, don't that, like him that's the biggest reason you don't probably like him because he whoops up as you put it on the panthers and uh i'm gonna admit it i have a little bit of a bias here okay if you well, didn't already know yeah i figured uh but they can't prove what's in the envelope so again peyton's just i mean he's got a he has a, an absolute absolute right to to uh gripe about what's on there or uh, what was in the envelope, and, and that is a double standard. But the bounty gate thing, come on. Uh, all right, a break. Corey LaJoy, NASCAR Corey LaJoy. Uh, they'll be uh, racing in Darlington on Sunday. It's kind of the first uh, major league uh, U.S. sport to get back going. I know you could say UFC. Uh, it's certainly one of them as well, but uh, this is uh, NASCAR is uh, is getting back at it, and and you could maybe argue is a sport that it made sense all along to to maybe keep it going because you could have raced without fans and measures could have been put in place, and I think this is a fantastic thing. I think NASCAR has a tremendous uh, chance here, so we're gonna have Corey LaJoy on. We've got a, a limited window with him because he's doing a lot of media today, and we'll get to him on the other side. Wake up with Clay Travis. Get home with the P-Man on Pitt County's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. Patrick Johnson. For a guy who thinks he's cool, you're sure no fun. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. NASCAR returns this weekend. Darlington. And uh, Corey LaJoy will be one of the uh, drivers 
back on the track this weekend, 3.30 on Fox. Corey, thanks for taking a few minutes with us. I know uh, you guys are just excited to be back, Darlington or wherever. It's It's got to be great to be back for you all. I mean, anytime we can get to the racetrack, especially Darlington, I think everybody gets a little bit more excited. But uh, certain circumstances, obviously, are, are, are going right now. And, man, I'm just excited to get back to the racetrack. I'm excited to uh, to just get just get our sport back on the on the on the rail you know I, was it kyle petty maybe it said darlington they just thought to fill it up with water and make a bass fishing tournament i don't i don't think yeah, kyle yeah. i don't think kyle was the guy who called in the, the bomb threat or any other drivers did but it is <laughs> it's a tough track uh and then you go from that to you know the challenge of uh of charlotte uh you know two completely different tracks yeah uh, and then we turn around and go to I forgot where we go to Martinsville or Bristol, maybe, uh, you know, a lot of different, yeah, a lot of different tracks, which, you know, it's, it's not anything different than the normal schedule. It's just, uh, so much more condensed. And I think that, um, you know, I don't, I'd like to think it plays into a smaller team, uh, smaller teams hand like, mm-hmm. like ours, just because those bigger teams don't have quite the amount of time to prepare, whether it be seven post rigs or one tunnel testing. Uh, you know, everybody's kind of going back to old school where you just put your car together and put a setup in it and go to the racetrack. So uh, I'm excited to see how we stack up. Corey LaJoy is with us. Uh, I, I like the schedule from the standpoint there are some of these midweek races that kind of resemble kind of a shootout in a, in a way. Uh, that could be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be tough on the body. I think a lot of people aren't taking it. I think they're taking it a little bit too lightly just because you know, we normally have five days or so to rehydrate and recover between races. Now, uh, we're going to go to one of the toughest racetracks on your body, uh, and then turn it around and going, uh, to, you know, the 600, a couple, a couple of days later. So you might, uh, you know, you might have to see, you might see some reserve drivers come in for guys that probably, uh, don't take care of their body as good as they should, but you know, you, you, you'd never want to see that, but I do think it's another layer, uh, that could come into the play we've never seen you're a guy though that races in about uh, every every circuit uh so i mean multiple times in a in a week or a weekend is nothing new for you in your career is it uh i've done a little bit back several years ago i haven't had the opportunity to run uh xfinity cars in probably two years okay. but yeah i i used to do some double headers i did four or five a year which was always a good time but um now i haven't really been afforded the opportunity to go with a bush car or xfinity car and i just put all my eggs into the cup basket yeah we've got Corey lajoy with us uh here lady in black uh, the track too tough to tame it's darlington this weekend followed by charlotte uh, the next weekend uh as nascar returns uh with a uh, uh what, what they're saying is is a race for the fans a made for television kind of event on uh on sunday at 3 30 uh, what do you anticipate w- when you're out there? I mean, uh, we, we talked about how difficult uh, Darlington can be, but, I mean, guys have, uh, you know, have not been out there in live fire in, in, in several weeks now. Um, what, what are you yeah. guys kind of anticipating when you come out? I'm sure it'll, it'll almost be kind of like the nerves of the first race of the year in a way. Uh, I mean, I think that uh, it's probably a little bit, I would say guys have more nerves for this one more so than, than – uh, than the first race of the year because of Daytona, you know that you're going to just hold a wide open. You're going to get several single car practices, um, you know, and, and you can kind of get your feet wet in the shallow end. 
Now we're going straight to the one of the hardest tracks we go to. Yeah. Uh, and that, that requires the most amount of focus. And, and with, you know, we've been taking nine weeks off. So it's, uh, it's certainly unprecedented, but, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's out of necessity we're doing these things. And I think NASCAR isn't getting enough credit for all the, the stuff that they've been doing to get our, our sport back on track. How much is your team uh, and the makeup of, of you know, that, that uh, group that's with you on race day, uh, not just the guys at the pits, but the overall, how much is that going to change? Uh, with with Darlington, I know a lot of this is going to be kind of feeling your guys' way through this the first few races. Uh, you're back, but are, are there dramatic numbers differences? Uh, yeah, so I think that we're only allowed to take three guys where we normally would take about seven or eight, um, just because we're not rolling through tech. Uh, we're not obviously changing springs or anything during practice, right? Yeah. So the guys are getting there and literally just pushing it through tech and making changes according to uh, what NASCAR needs. Um, so it's, it's certainly, uh, a skeleton crew and then the pit crew guys come in and they do their job, uh, you know, uh, under the, during the event. And then, you know, as long as everybody, everybody takes it serious and, and stays safe, we can keep this thing going for the rest of the year. Yeah. Corey LaJoy's with us uh, here for the last, uh, several weeks. What have you done to sort of, uh, keep your time occupied, but also stay sharp? Yeah. So I, uh, my wife and I welcomed our first little little guy in the world actually right before all this stuff happened yeah i uh, saw came, that he came march 11th wow um so he timed it perfect to where uh to where you know the last nine weeks he's kept us really busy or i guess eight weeks um but it's been a lot of fun been a lot of a lot of work uh, obviously anybody who has a has a little one knows or uh, the the amount of time and and all that it, it takes to to care for him but that's that's pretty much what i've been doing i've been trying to keep a fairly decent level of fitness that way I, i'm not shocked when i jump into the track or jump to the track and you know 300 laps and i'm not falling out of the seat because that's the last thing you want to happen to to let your your partners and guys down if you weren't doing your job trying to stay healthy we got a limited time with you a million more questions but uh just to follow up on that what is what has been the best thing about kind of being a new dad oh man there's so many things there's there's so many things that you just don't expect uh, you know, and some are good, some are bad, right? Like, uh, they're, they're very needy. They're not a whole lot of fun. They're not a whole lot of fun right now. You can't go throw baseball out with them in the, in the yard. But, um, you know, for every 10 minutes of, uh, when it's tough and, you know, the wife's crying, overwhelmed, you know, it has just countless more, countless more moments of where you're like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. So you just got to stay in it. Uh, you know, and, and be there for your wife, be a, be a good support cast for, for her. And then also just help out as much as you can, because at the end of the day, there's things you, you can't do as a dad that, that mom certainly has a touch for. We got to let you go, Corey. I know you got a tight schedule, but thanks for taking the time with us and uh, best of luck. Enjoy things this weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, there he goes. Corey uh, LaJoy. As uh, NASCAR returns to uh, Fox 3.30 on Sunday and then uh, another race in Darlington Wednesday, 7.30 on FS1. Uh, good to have something back and uh, be interesting to have something to talk about uh, other than the speculation and cancellations, right? Uh, 61, the low tonight. It'll be a little uh, breezy with uh, winds gusting to over 20 miles at times. 85 tomorrow. Sunday, a high of 83.
Monday, 84. Uh, and then uh, Monday evening, looks like we've got a chance of uh, rain at 50 uh, 50 with that uh, system passing by the coast. 78, 50% chance of rain Tuesday. That holds into Tuesday evening. And then we're kind of unsettled, it looks like. Got a chance of rain, albeit declining, going into Memorial Day weekend. Uh, ben Byram uh, right now with us. We'll have Nikki Novak in a bit. David Spade's got a new movie, uh, plus more. But right now, Ben with an update on what's happening uh, around the world of sports. Ben, take it away. Thanks, Patrick. Ben Byram here for your 94 Through the Game Sports Update. The North Carolina High School Athletic Association and the North Carolina Basketball Coaches Association will not hold the scheduled June Scholastic Basketball events that were planned to be held on the final two weekends in June in Raleigh and Indian Trail, North Carolina, respectively. Earlier, the NCAA extended their recruiting dead period for collegiate coaches at least until June 30th. Due to the inability for college coaches to attend these events on the scheduled dates and the continued uncertainty about NC's restrictions on math, mass ga- gatherings, these basketball events will not be held on June 19th through June the 21st. Unfortunate news out of college baseball is the baseball program at Bowling Green State University will be eliminated effectively effectively immediately. The program will be cut as part of the school's effort to shave $2 million off the Department of Athletics budget following the coronavirus pandemic. The university as a whole is projecting a $29 million shortfall for the next fiscal year. In the NFL, arrest warrants have been issued in South Florida for New York Giants cornerback DeAndre Baker, Seattle Seahawks cornerback Quentin Dunbar in connection to an armed robbery investigation. According to Miramar Police, Baker's arrest warrant for four counts of armed robbery of a firearm and four counts of aggravated assault with a firearm. Dunbar's wanted on four counts of armed robbery with a firearm, firearm, firearm also. The NFL is considering a plan to improve draft picks for teams that hire minority candidates as either coaches or general managers, sources confirmed to ESPN. Under the plan, a team will be improve its third third round pick by 10 spots for hiring a minority can, candidate as a general manager and six spots for hiring a minority candidate as a head coach. The draft boosts could stack allowing a team to move up 16 spots altogether. In the MLB, Major League Baseball plans to hold the 2020 MLB draft remotely, according to a memo obtained by ESPN's Jeff Passan. As of now, teams are not allowed to have draft rooms and would do all drafting via video conference. That could change, the memo says, as the draft date approaches. For your 94th of the game sports update, I'm Ben Byram. When we return, Fandango's Nikki Novak has a review of the modern of a modern twist on an old favorite. Patrick Johnson. For a guy who thinks he's cool, you're sure no fun. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Novak from Fandango as uh, she joins us here. Nikki, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Uh, a little Groundhog Day, but hey. 
it's <laughs> you know it, it is uh, what it is. Uh, Weather wise, is everything we've we're we're really warming up here, so I think that's a good Are thing. You? Yeah, we we were a little I... chilly earlier in the week, and then we've warmed up. So, what is it like uh, where you are? got me off the direction it was actually in the 90s last week and now it's in the 70s but oh. i always feel bad at like complaining i mean you're in a warmer climate but when i whenever i talk to people like in new york and that i always feel bad because and my family's in canada and they're just having like they had snow yesterday <laughs> right, like, yeah. well it's 90 here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 90 not a cloud in the sky yeah <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, so I, I, yeah. I and so I, I'm expecting a lot of uh, people out uh, this weekend because we were in the 80s a few weeks ago and uh, the beaches were packed. So I would expect a lot of the same uh, this uh, this weekend. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I think it's it's uh, people want to get out. Uh, if you are yeah. staying in, or if you're looking for, you've run the gamut of whatever it is you've watched. <laughs> you've uh, you've streamed everything. You've binged everything. You've rewatched something. Uh, Nikki Novak now with uh, some new, some new movies out that you can uh, watch. Yeah, new. watch from the comfort <laughs> of your own home. What do you What do you have yeah. for us? I guess there's a new, uh, a, a new Scooby Doo movie called Scoob. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Did you grow up watching Scoob? Did you like? Yeah, Scoob? I loved Scooby Doo as a did. kid. Oh yeah, I loved Scooby Doo as a kid. Did yeah. Yeah. who was the character that you most related to? Um. I was uh, I was Team uh, Scrappy Doo. That's what I was. I was Team <laughs> Scrappy Doo. No, I lo- who doesn't love Scooby Doo? And I would say I uh, I, they were all great. Fred was great. Shaggy was was you know Shaggy, and uh, yeah. you know uh, what were the uh, Velma and then um, oh Velma God. and Daphne. Daphne love Daphne love Daphne. That was the modern. That was. Daphne and Velma was sort of the modern day, uh, uh, you know, Gilligan's Island deal. Where uh, were, yeah. you, were you a fan? No, yeah. I, I interviewed the cast this week because the movie comes out today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I dressed up as Daphne. Oh, did you? I could see that. I <laughs> yeah. could see that. I don't, I, know if you, Daphne. I don't know if you could pull the Thelma look off, uh, Nikki. I don't know if that would be quite the look. I considered it. I considered doing the turtleneck and the thick glasses. But, right. you know, I went, I went full Daphne. You but would, no, so that's what I was going to say. You would have had to have get, gotten a lot of props in a way, and I just don't know how readily readily available the Photoshop. Uh, for the well, Photoshop. <laughs> well, there you go. That would be exactly how it would be readily available. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So the new Scoob is out today. It's an animated movie. I know they did a live action one several years ago with Freddie Prince Jr. Um, but this one is animated, but it's voiced by so Will Forte is Shaggy. And I could not believe, I know Will Forte is from SNL and he's done a lot of voices and he's done a lot of impressions, but he famously wasn't that person that could just do it easily. It really took work. Like apparently he used to pace around the halls of SNL just doing voices over and over again. But his, his Shaggy is so good. Um, then they have um, Gina Rodriguez plays Velma. Zach mm. Efron plays Fred, which makes perfect sense. Amanda Seyfried plays Daphne. Mm-hmm. And these all make perfect sense to me. But then they brought in these characters sort of from what they call like the Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe. Like if you remember Dick Casterly, he's played by Jason Isaacs, who was, of course, in Harry Potter. Um, and Ken Jong, who you know, obviously, from Crazy Rich Asians and the Hangover movies, plays Dynamut. Um, But there's just like, it's a really, I will say, 
it's one of those, like, if your kids, it's for the whole family, but if your kids really liked Trolls World Tour and wanted to watch it a million times and Frozen, I think this is the next one. Where uh. I watched it, and I got to watch it in advance of interviewing the cast. And I don't have kids, but I watched it twice in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like a really good feel of the movie. But they did a really good job with it. The guy who directed it, has directed some Scooby-Doo TV series before, and he's really like a fan of it. You feel it. And there's a lot of like callbacks and and throwbacks to other parts of it. But there's also a lot for adults in it. Like it's not just for kids because they put a lot of pop culture stuff in there too. So that's really fun. I really, really liked that movie. I think it's a great, um, it's a great thing for people to watch. You know, if they're looking, like you said, if they're looking for something new to watch. Yeah. Um, and they're at home with the kids or they want the, you know, to put something new on for the kids and the kids have run out of things to watch, then that's, that's a good one. That's available on our streaming service, Sandango Now. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah. Did yeah, you, did you like that. the live action Scooby from a couple of years ago? You know what? I don't fully remember. I mean, I know I saw it, but I think I only saw it once. And I think I remember at the time going, oh, this isn't really like, it's a, it's kind of cheesy, you know, right. but I actually went back. And when I was researching for this movie, I I went back and watched some scenes on YouTube. And I was like, oh, you know what? I think I need to revisit that. It's like there's certain movies that, number one, because of the quarantine, you want to watch now because they just are nostalgic. But number two, you know, they develop like a cult following later on. But um, I love Scoob. I love that whole world. I thought it was a really good movie. I thought, like, the animation's great. It's super happy. There's just, like, a lot going on. That's the other thing. It's like They add in, like... Um, there's like a whole superhero element. I don't know if you remember Blue Falcon, but he's played by Mark Wahlberg. Uh-huh. And Mark Wahlberg, it's the first voice character he's ever done, and he's great in it too. Like as soon as you hear Mark Wahlberg's voice, you're like, oh, I know who exactly who that is. Ah. And he plays this kind of like superhero who kind of like a little bit full of himself. But it's really fun. Super fun. Nikki Novak from Fandango joins us. Uh, we'll go to uh, Netflix now. And uh, David Spade has a new movie, The Wrong Missy. Yeah. So this is more for adults, I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I sort of figured, but thank you for clarifying. (laughs) Well, it's one of those raunchy, you know, it's an Adam Sandler produced movie. And, you know, Adam always employs his buddies. And David Spade's one of his buds. Um, Adam Sandler's wife is also in this movie. Um, she's great in it. She plays kind of like the, his arch rival at work. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Adam Sandler always has like certain people that pop into his movies, like Nick Schwartzman and Rob Schneider. And it's, it's just like, okay. So the premise of it is basically like the wrong Missy. When I heard that title, I thought, what is like, what is the wrong Missy? Like a weird movie title. Right. But basically, this guy goes on a horrible blind date, like the worst date of his entire life. Her name's, you know, Missy, and it's like in his phone. And then he meets this gorgeous woman, like a few months later in the airport, played by Molly Sims, who's an ex-supermodel. And, you know, he meets her. Her name's also Missy. And he meets her, and they meet in the airport, and he's like, this girl's out of my league. Why does she like me? And on a whim, he's going on a company retreat to Hawaii and texts who he thinks is the, you know, beautiful, successful, you know, woman, text her to invite her, and, and the other one, the one from the horrible blind date, shows up. Ah. Um, and it's 
just him navigating this company retreat when he's trying to make a good impression on his boss. And this woman is like, when I say a train wreck, like a train wreck, like when I first started watching it, I was like, I can't stand her. Like, <laughs> I don't want to watch her anymore. But then she grows on you. And it's like, she's so over the top. This this performance, it, she's a comedian. Her name's Lauren Lapkus. Yeah. Who plays the role of Missy. Oh, no, she's she, fantastic. She's so funny. She's. She's so funny and she's so fantastic in it and the stuff that she does in this movie and some of the, you know, like Adam Sandler comedies, like, you know, there's a certain type of humor that I love. Like even Adam Sandler movies that people are like, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. I love that. <laughs> like it's just so up my alley. So I had a lot of fun with this one. Actually, I told you I'm buddies with David Spade and uh, I watched it yesterday and he was like, well, well, what'd you think? And I'm like, oh, I, I think I want to watch it twice. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm so happy to hear that because you know, it's like when when it's a Netflix movie, you know, everybody's going to watch it yeah. and talk about it. <laughs> so you, wait yeah. a minute, you've talked to Spade about this here fairly recently. Is that, is that right? Like as, as yeah. buds, like yeah. as, 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 yeah. Wow. Is, I've known him, I've known him for a long time because I think I told you I did a, um, a guest star on his show Rules of Engagement. Like yeah, when yeah. I first moved to LA and I was an actress, I, I did a guest star on his show and we've been friends ever since. I mean, I'm, he's not my close friend, but I can text right. him and say, hey. So, um, yeah, so he wanted me to watch it because he knows I'm a movie, movie critic. So, so anyway, I watched it. And, I, I, and I don't know if you would go this deep with him, but I mean, you kind of answered it too. With it coming out on Netflix, as you said, people are going to watch. I guess nobody's really concerned about a Netflix release during the pandemic because everybody's in anyway. So they're going to watch whatever's on Netflix. So they, well, I, I mean, yeah, number one, Netflix does well, we know. But I think even within, I mean, I think you want it to be one of those movies that people are talking about. Like, right. there is so much on Netflix and they, they produce a lot of their own content. So I think, you know, I'm sure he wants it to be like the number one trending movie on, you know, I'm sure he wants it to do well because they don't, you know, they, I think people know, like, you know, Tiger King caught on because that's all you heard about. So it's like one of those, but I think it's a perfect quarantine again, like a perfect movie for right now. It's coming up in the summer. It takes place in Hawaii. It's super fun. It is funny. I, I love all that, that group of guys, like the David Spades, the Chris Rocks, the Adam Sandler. I love those guys. Like they just, they just make me laugh and they're just, it, it just reminds you of like a happy time and they're just fun guys. And, yeah, I just thought it was really like so. It's so over the top. <laughs> it's like some of the stuff that Lauren does. You're like, oh my god, that girl is brave. Anyway, I thought it was great. All right, so Scoob is the new animated Scooby Doo film. It's for the kids. Yep. The wrong Missy, David Spade, not for the kids. That's what we've learned here today. It is funny though. So that's we got, good. We got. Scoob and Spade this weekend. Yes. <laughs> what more could you want in life? <laughs> exactly. Nikki Novak uh, from Fandango. Uh, always great to talk to you, Nikki. Uh, we'll catch up with you, you next too. week. You too. Have a wonderful weekend. Talk to you soon. Great stuff. Patrick Johnson Show on a Friday. We will be right back. You can now listen to 94.3 The Game anywhere, anytime. That's a bold statement. Listen to us on your smart speaker. Simply ask Alexa or Google to stream WRHD and connect with us at home, work, or anywhere. We're on TuneIn Radio at 94.3 The Game. So take us anywhere you go. The Patrick Johnson Show. He's the perfect stud muffin. He's a menace to society. Every weekday at 5 on 94.3 The Game.
Hey, Ben, some break. Hey, Ben, some breaking news, Ben. Hey, Ben. Avery Jones, the former Havelock star, has announced he's leaving UNC and will continue his football career and academic career because they are student athletes, right? His academic and football career at ECU. So Avery Jones coming home, stud uh, player out of uh, high school, and uh, it's good to have him back in Eastern Carolina. I think that, well, you talk about some some moves by uh, the ECU staff and, and Coach Houston bringing in the, the caliber of, of kids and guys with some experience via the transfer portal and just, just transferring in. That's uh that's pretty big stuff. What do you say? That's uh that's that's definitely big news. Um, they are trying to effort, according to reports, to get a waiver pass to make him eligible immediately. The six foot four, three hundred five pound offensive lineman was offered by ECU out of high school, but he went to UNC instead. And uh, the Havelock native. Uh, leaving after completing his redshirt freshman season. He was a spectacular high school player. He, I mean, he was, he was obviously physically gifted and dominant when compared to the other people that he was uh, going against at that level. But uh, he was always lauded by the Havelock coaching staff as being a guy who was uh, just put the work in to make himself better and to make himself a a big-time offensive lineman. ECU's really racking up on the high-level transfers. If the, I like And it. I tell you, they need help on the offensive line. Everybody does, but ECU especially does. If they can get the waiver granted and he can play next year, that would be enormous. Uh, live sports are coming back to ENC. Did you know that, Ben? I did not. I did not. I'm, I'm interested now. What's it going to be? Brett Kennedy with uh, Channel 12 Sports tweeting in the last few minutes that uh, the Carteret County Speedway is going to open up for its Memorial Day Classic on the 24th. So it's just not NASCAR. All the speedways are kind of looking at opening up. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, <laughs> there's obviously not going to be any TV with the Carteret County Speedway yeah, unless, unless there's something going on in Carteret County I don't know about with, with local TV. But... um. You know, there's obviously gonna gonna have to be one would think a crowd, right? Yeah, I mean, because otherwise, what are you doing it for? Who are you holding it for? Well, I, I'm sure anybody who competes in an endeavor, as uh, you know, even if it's like local racing or it's a hobby, you want to get out and do that. But but you're right, you got to have some kind of got to make money somehow. You got to make some money on it somehow. In fact, it was really brilliant. Our our colleague, John Jansen, we were talking about the Snell stuff. John, who's now up there with Sean Brace on uh, Fox Radio, the gambler in Philly, um, talked about in a, in a tweet, this was brilliant, you know, the, the owners have to make money in order to pay the players the money they want. So you've got to have a product. I think he was referencing the Snell and the baseball thing. And I was doing a little bit of reading here in the break. And I mean, again, because Snell said what he said, he's, it's fine if he's, he's got every right to have that opinion. It might not be popular. It might not be right. I think he's sort of flipping some of his remarks. 
but you know, there, there's a lot of, it's not just these greedy baseball players. It's, you know, this is a sport that's on the decline. That's why I think it's very big for NASCAR this weekend. NASCAR has a chance with what they've got coming up here to try to win some fans back. Uh, so let's hope they, they can do that. Because the NASCAR season could be fun. They've got a lot of problems, NASCAR does, but they, they may be on their way to righting some wrongs, having to adjust coming out of this period. And I think all sports are going to have to do that. Uh, great to have uh, Corey LaJoy on with us, Nikki Novak. Thanks to Ben Byram. Great to see a big TV star, too, come through our studios. It's not every day you see that, is it? An award winner, I might add. Uh, we'll be with you Monday. Perrin Jones will be with us. And uh, we're scheduled right now to have Roman Reigns with us one day next week. Right. Have a great weekend. <laughs>